This is a global original podcast. I'm El, that's JK, and this is the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Coming up on this week's episode, we'll be talking about whether we're better dads because of COVID-19. Plus, another confession about a dad's love of a Tesco car park. And more fatherhood therapy. And then, of course, JK's got new tech. Oh, ish. What well, about this? Ish. Don't tell your mum. There you go. Look at that. Nice, nice. All that and more coming up on the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. <laughs> oh, I, feel, I feel a bit sick. Yeah, what's going on with that? I don't know. I, th- I think it might be because I haven't. I've only had, I've had two coffees for breakfast, so we're recording this at about midday. And um, and then I had I did have a, I had a chocolate cookie and I had a saurine apple bar. Um, so I think it might be a sugar caffeine uh, problem. That's what I think it might be. So um, you know, <laughs> I haven't I haven't really eaten properly, have I? Let's be honest. No breakfast, two coffees, too much caffeine, too much sugar. You're not going to feel great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mate, I don't think I don't think I'm old enough to have problems like that with like what I eat and whether it impacts me yeah no 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 I do sometimes yeah too much come on do you remember the days in fact me, me and my wife Charlie were talking about this uh, the, the other day did you ever used to take Pro Plus no do you not never. remember was was are you too young for Pro Plus yes okay did don't you know, know what we're talking about do you don't even know what Pro Plus is no no so Pro Plus was a tablet you could take which had a huge amount of caffeine in and it would keep you awake so basically it was like legal speed but I, I, oh wow! It was yeah, but it was it was the horriblest thing ever. I don't know if it's still about. If it is, I'm sorry if you're listening, Pro Plus. But honestly, it's it, it's terrible. I remember one <laughs> one time we um I did I was doing a breakfast show in Hull with my mate Joel, and we had to go to Blackpool Pleasure Beach after the show. Well, the, the night before we pulled an all nighter, so we didn't get in till when the radio show started. So we, we went out about let's say eight o'clock in the evening. Didn't get back in till like five to six, and then we were on air at six. So all nighter, and then we finished the show at like <laughs> ten, and we had to we had to make this trip to to like Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Fortunately, someone was driving us, and we were absolutely like so tired. I mean, hungover, tired, feeling sick, headache. Put it all in there. We had it. So what did thought, you have to do? What, what you were going to film? Yeah, we were going to film record? at Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Yeah. <clears throat> Which wasn't right. the best thing to do. To put, you don't pull an all-nighter and then have no sleep and drink alcohol and then go and film at Blackpool Pleasure Beach on the big one. So we were like, well, what can we do? So on the way there, we stopped off at a petrol station and, and Joel got some Pro Plus. So he's like, look, we'll take a load of these and we'll be absolutely fine. So I think we took about four each. And <laughs> I've never felt so bad in my entire life. For, you, you, look, if think of anxiety and times it by... 25,000 and you've got the the rough sort of idea of what you feel like you are anxious you're paranoid you're you, your eyes are wide open you're it is literally like <laughs> someone has, has drugged you with the worst like coke in the world or something not that I would know S- but sounds quite good mate no it's not it was it's horrible <laughs> absolutely horrible oh I can even remember that feeling. It's not very often you remember a feeling, but I can remember that feeling now. And I'll, I never want to go back there again. <laughs> All right. Well, you just, just stick with the sickness then. We, um, I, do you know, I've never, ever had a cigarette. Nor have I. any kind of drug. No. Like nothing. I, th- I, I feel quite proud of that. 
Yeah, but we drink like fishes, but it doesn't matter. We've got to have a vice, <laughs> and that's our vice. We don't do the other stuff, but we'll, yeah. we'll do and the... I eat a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. then. You must have had the old uh, Red Bull vodka come down. You must have had that one. No, it, I tell you why, because when I go out, I wouldn't. I don't drink vodka and Red Bull. If you never drank Red Bull... Okay, what about Red Bull... I, I've never drank vodka. What about Jaeger? Actually, that's not true. Jaeger bombs. Oh, yeah, I have See, that's Jager got Red Bull in. Yeah, that's true. And then they make your uh, your poo the next day is like... Green. <laughs> like, yeah, it's basically like green Jaegermeist. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically, it's a whole circle of... <laughs> Whilst we're on the subject, we haven't planned this, but if we go down the route of your... When you used to go out, out with your mates yeah. and, you know, when you used to... Have a good time. What was your your drink of choice, your main drink of choice, and your shots of choice? Right. Well, I'm re- I, the, the trouble with these conversations is that, so my life, I was basically a really good Christian boy <laughs> until I wasn't. And, and then, and then, like just a bit of a car crash and, uh, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and life took, took a few different turns. And, and then, so I've never been out with mates, like, unless I've been with Jen, basically. Oh my God. <laughs> like, it, like the, I think Jen took me out for my first night out ever. No. And, uh, and so my, so my kind of, so I've never really been out, out with mates when I haven't also been, married to jen wow so basically yeah. so i would have been your me at let's say i don't know me at 25 would have been your worst nightmare yeah like i like we just i just it just never happened oh you've missed out on so much i have i have i have <laughs> oh i want to come over there right now via facetime and give you the biggest hug and let's just go and get absolutely wrecked <laughs> let's go get fucked up man let's go and do it <laughs> let's, come let's, on let's remake uh the hangover we'll do a hangover part five oh, like <laughs> i remember we we got we got so drunk one afternoon that we we took a ferry to amsterdam <laughs> like that's that's how drunk we were and when we yes, got over there fun. we had a quick look at what time the ferry to get back was and it was the next ferry. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't got back for the radio show. <laughs> so, so you just went, <laughs> we went over to Amsterdam on a ferry to come back to Hull. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. That's the kind of thing we used to do. I mean, oh, yeah. Man. See, I did. Feel, I feel like I've missed out on some on that kind of. Hey, let's do this guy. What a great idea! And then kind of waking up the next day and going, "Wow, what happened? Like that was mad." So, um, but my my kind of drink of choice has always been beer. Recently, it's turned to IPA. Oh my goodness, Beaver Town! Have you ever tried Beaver Town IPA? I'm not. I'm not an IPA drink. I'm not. Like, no, me, I don't like craft beers and stuff like that. I know, but me neither. But it's not like it's not like an ale. It's not really like rich. It's not dark. It's just really nice. But I Beaver get, Town, mate, you've got to try it. You know these sort of organic craft beers, the ones which are probably mm. actually better than the other stuff. Well, they they kind of give me allergies. <laughs> I feel a bit wheezy on some of them. So I know, I, I, and I can't remember which ones I feel wheezy on. All oh, right, so you just so avoid them. All. I just avoid them. Yeah, just stick yeah. to Stella. <laughs> so what about shots then? I love Stella. Yeah. So again, like, like I tell you what, even I, I tell a lie. I did go to Zanti. With my mates, yeah. Must be like the Zikinthos. Did you go? Yeah, did you go like visit the shipwreck? Did, did you go to Heroes Bar? We didn't do. Uh, well, we did. Went down the strip a couple of nights, 
And you know, on the way in, everyone's going, and they're like, you have these, uh, these, the the people on the doors, and they've just got like two shot bottles, and they're just like, pour it in your mouth, pour it in your mouth. They put it in the, they put it in their little belts, like like guns. Yeah, yeah. So when when me and my mate, there was four of us. Two of them went there to basically get laid. Didn't happen, but that was their aim: aim to get get laid and get drunk. Whereas me and my other friend, our aim was to go and play um, volleyball in the pool. Like oh water polo. <laughs> so when they were trying to pour these shots down our throats, we as we went in, we were just like, no thanks, no thanks, like this. And everyone was looking at us going, why the hell have you come to Zixanti? And why are you on the strip if you're turning down free shots? <laughs> what we is like, wrong oh, no. with you? Yeah, no, that, that's touched someone else's mouth. I don't really want to. Uh, so even back then you were COVID cautious. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Before COVID, I was COVID cautious. So, uh, but so, yeah, so shots, like I've also never really been into shots. If someone is drinking spirits, I would have a whiskey. I'd have a single malt. Smoky as hell. Not when you're on a night out. It needs to be like, you know, drinks, it doesn't matter. If it's a bottle of beer, that's fine. If it's a bottle of WKD, that's fine. Did you ever do a blast away? A what? So there used to be these um, these drinks called castaways, which are like small orange flavored drinks, and you used to put oh, a straw in them, and because then the straw would take the air out, you could yeah, open your gullet, it. yeah, and you can go straight down. Did you never do that with like Bacardi breezes? Mm. Like, no, I've with... seen people do that. I've never done that. Okay, did you ever like for, for vodka lime soda was always another one if I was on a diet, which wasn't very often. Shots, oh, aftershock was my. I used to love an aftershock, <laughs> and you used to put the is red. That the, is that the bright blue stuff? Yeah, well, no, there was different colours. But me, actually, Paddy McGuinness, me and Paddy, when we used to go out in in Manchester a lot, because Paddy and I were really, really good friends. We believe, yeah. we still to this day believe, we we made aftershock do a purple one because we used to do red and blue together put them in the same glass and then you get purple and then like years and years later purple aftershock came along and i really believe yeah, how we were, who knows who knows we did they wouldn't that. have known that no. you guys used to mix your drinks it's well, not like you didn't have instagram back there when you could take a photo and tag them saying great idea but paddy mcginnis at that point was probably in phoenix nights it might have got around that he likes a red and a blue aftershock and it makes purple <laughs> let's do that good marketing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about no, gold, so I've never even been into Goldschlager. Do you remember Goldschlager? With like a little bits no. of gold in it. No. Okay, you've got to get all these drinks and just have a night. Have a night by yourself if you yeah. want. Or me and you will have a night. And we have to do all these. I, I like a cocktail. I quite like a cocktail. Oh, like a, so a um, Moscow Mule or. No, um, you want the cheat. You want the stuff like. For, you know, Rito. like. Brannigan's <laughs> used to be my favourite bar. And things like. like <laughs> What, what other bars like Weatherspoons? We need to go out. We need to we need to go out in those sort of bars. Go spoons. Yeah, go down spoons. that's what we need. Anyway, <laughs> oh, I, do you know it's worked? I don't, I don't feel sick anymore. Good job. This is really good. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I mentioned aftershock, you're like, oh, I feel fine now. Shot, 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 shot. Oh, by the way, tequila. Don't ever give me tequila. It'll make me sick. Just like that. Oh, here's a funny story. Once the f- <laughs> we were at, the, I know we've got to go on to the confession, which is a good confession, so it's coming up. But um, we were at an award ceremony, me and Jen, and this guy said, "Oh, should we do some tequila shots?" And I was like, "I've never done a tequila shot because you know you have the lime and the yeah, salt and all this yeah, kind of stuff." Squeeze it, lick so it, yeah. this this guy was telling me what to do, and he was like, "Okay, basically, you drink the shot, you suck the lemon, and then you lick the salt." Right, so he put the salt on my on my fist, and then I drank the shot with the same fist. So as I poured it, the salt went into my eye, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, my like, eyes! I can't see!" My like, eyes. It was just, and then then you grab really your lemon, seen. and then you squeeze that into your eye as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was like, "This just didn't go well. Like, why are you making like just drinking why can't so I complex? Just drink it, please." 
Yeah, so that was my only real attempt at a shot that wasn't whiskey, and I've never tried it since. Do you know? Do you know? How <laughs> and to I make, can't see out one eye. Do you know how to make a shot a shot less? Um, uh, oh, what's the word I'm trying to say? How to make a shot less hard? I think that's the best. Yeah, yeah. Do it out of a um, egg cup. You, f- you feel a bit more. I don't know. You just don't really? feel as hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We haven't got well, shot that's glasses. That's kind of like me. We, we use egg cups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really desperate. Here's my confession. <laughs> Let's do another one. <laughs> well, welcome back. You join us in the confessional, and um, we have a uh, we have a confession today um, revolving car parks, and this this it might have been to do with car parks. It's nothing to do with dogging. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Where, where did that come from? <laughs> well, when I started saying, oh, there's a confession about car parks late at night, like it could be oh, linked right. to yeah, yeah. Okay. dogging. Right. Uh, it's not. Okay. And well, dogging's Sorry. not about car parks, is it? We're not like in... Tra- well, lay-bys, isn't it? Well, lay-bys, no, car parks are within sort of woods. Service stations. Oh, is that, is that, is that classed as dogging? <laughs> I know this is going in a totally different route. What do you mean? Of course it's classed. Well, it depends what they're doing, I guess. <laughs> Like, if you're meeting someone in a car park uh, or a group of people... Right there. I don't, I don't know much about dogging. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> I know you're right. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. The practice of dogging is described as engaging in sexual acts in a public place or watching others do so. It's originated in the 1970s, yeah. did you know? Yeah. Really? 1970s? Yeah, it only seemed to take off since 2003 was when uh, when dogging had its big year. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, 2000, 2003, the great year. What a year. year. Of the dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Sorry. Neither no, no, confession. Okay. So this one says Dear JK and Al. So when I leave work, I sometimes stop in the Tesco car park and just sit to waste time because at the moment, I'm either at work or at home doing housework or sorting the kids out. When I stop, I don't go on my phone because the wife might see me active on social media or something. So I just sit there and get some time to myself. I'm not depressed or anything. I just feel like I need a break. The other day, I was there 30 minutes before going home. Then I had to lie to my wife about getting held up at work. I know I should talk to her about getting some time, but to be honest, she's in the same boat. For her, it's just kids or housework. Maybe we both need a break, but not in the Tesco car park. Am I all right doing this, do you think? It doesn't seem to really impact anyone, but I just feel awkward keeping it from her. Okay. Um, totally, <laughs> totally forgiven. In fact, I'm, I'm actually jealous because I wish... <laughs> no, I am. I wish I could go... The, the only place I, have, I can go is the toilet. That's the only place that I can seek, you know, independence, freedom, uh, sanity, and, and time just to look at crap videos on Facebook or YouTube. It's the only place I can mm. go. And I can only stay in there a maximum of, uh, I reckon, about 10 minutes before I'm called. So <laughs> I would like to go to a car park. I don't care what car park. I'll watch a bit of dogging if you want, but just to get a bit more than 10 minutes. <laughs> well, there, there, yeah. And I'm not, the thing is, I won't be interested in the dogging. I just want a bit of time to myself. <laughs> yeah, there is that. I mean, uh, yeah, I agree. I think the forgiven as well. I mean, there's also, I think quite a lot of people or a lot of dads, certainly, if if there is something that's needed, like, uh, oh, we've run out of milk, or we need some more nappies, or whatever it is, I think dads are quite quick to go, I'll go, I'll yeah. go to the shop, yeah. don't worry. Absolutely. I'll walk, I'll yeah. walk, don't worry. Why are you walking? Oh, because yeah. um, oh, the car hasn't got much fuel in. 
Yeah, I'll just yeah. walk it. I walk it. Exactly. Yeah, but but your local Sainsbury's, it's 13 miles away. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. All right. Yeah, yeah I've got, I've got, See a, you tomorrow. got a backpack. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think there's that kind of, there is that element where sometimes it's just a bit of an escape. Like life is full on at the moment and it's intense. You know, we've been at home or at work. Like that's the reality of everyone's life for the last 18 months. I think it's completely forgiven. I guess, I guess it's probably okay. Is it, should he tell her? No, he's not doing anything wrong. He's just getting a bit of alone time. Why? Why? No, absolutely not. I mean, yeah. if he was, you know, sat in a car park back in 2003 watching dogging, then yeah, he should tell her, but he's not. He's just getting a bit of, <laughs> bit of time for himself. And also, look, yeah. look, look, this is, it's not just like, obviously it's not just dads that do this. I, you know, I know for a fact mums do this as well. They just try, they'll go up, they, you know, they'll go into the, the ensuite upstairs in their in the bedroom, lucky so-and-so's, and just go and get, you know, a couple of minutes away from the kids because all they can hear, you know, is like, mummy, mummy, daddy, daddy. Are you that. saying that women also go to the toilet for alone time? Yes, they do. Yeah. In fact, comment on this, okay? Comment wherever. I don't think that's true. Yeah, they do. Yeah. 100% they know. do. They absolutely do. Really? Let's I'm come back really to this next that. week then. Put something right. Write a note because you forget. Put a note in now. Yeah, but who do I ask? I can't ask dads if they're part of that. Are you trying to they? tell me that there aren't mums in, in dads' net groups? Shut up. Of course there yeah, are. Yeah, you know, we check it. Facebook tells us. Yeah. So just ask. Facebook tells us if they're male or female. Yeah. Just say, look, we know, we know you, we know you, you know, we know, you, we know you're watching. We know you're there. Do mums also want alone time in the toilet? Of course they do. That's exactly what they do. I don't know. I think, I think generally, I think men are okay with like having a crap and then sitting on top of it for the next 10 minutes. I don't think women no, are okay see, with no, that so I, much. No, I think women have, have, do, women do go to the toilet, don't they? Yeah, I think they do. I'm pretty certain they do. This is, this it always, is dodgy ground. It always smells lovely in there after. I think they do the business, then they flush, yeah, and then they just hang around for a bit. Yeah. Just, you know, there's, okay. you know, if there's a nice little bit of potpourri in there and stuff, they make it all nice. Maybe take, <laughs> That's not, take their Kindle it's in tidying. <laughs> do, you mean, do you mean that what, what you're saying is a woman's downtime now is tidying the bathroom? <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying put it in the dad's net and let's see what comes out. Okay, you, was, it, was it you and I that discussed this, though, about that little tip, how to, how to get some time to yourself, where you do the shop... You know, you, you you pretend to oh, do yeah. you shop online, but yeah, what was it you do? Click and collect. Don't tell them, and then you go and yeah, you go and collect it, but you don't tell them. You just say I'm going to go and do the full shop, but actually you've pre-ordered it, so it's already packed and already in the van. You just got to pick it up, and you can get two hours to yourself then, can't you? Pretty much. Yeah, easy. I reckon hour and a half yeah. at least. Yeah, it's also completely deceitful. <laughs> yeah, that that is deceitful. So on your own head, be it. But I just think it's quite nice. It's a bit like I know I can. Yeah. Know it's not talk- advice and. And we don't do it, but just saying, it's an option. <laughs> it's a bit like, um, you know, certain people that, that I know that put phantom boys' nights out in the diary and, and cancel <laughs> them on purpose because yeah, it makes them look, look better. Yeah. I know. It's right, babe, don't um, worry. The other Thursday, thing I quite I, like... Thursday, I was supposed to be going out with the boys, but I'm going to cancel it. Let's let's watch that. I've let's finish that box set. with you. Yeah, let's finish that box set, shall we? No, 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 you don't want to cancel the boys. No, 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 no. I really, I think we should do this box set, yeah. Yeah, you're more important. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't get that far because then you'd be caught out. <laughs> yeah, don't overdo it. <laughs> um, I also quite like this guy who's he's he's not doing anything on his phone. Like, there's quite I quite like the idea of having some time to myself that that I'm not then just scrolling on. I wish not, I could you know, do that. I watch videos. I yeah. can't. I can just can you just imagine like 
driving through a Tesco car park and just seeing this guy like sat in his car like <laughs> staring into space You'd be like yeah he must have kids yeah <laughs> he's had enough yeah. yeah the kids have really take, wound him up take time mate okay well there you go mate Mr Anonymous you are completely forgiven totally um, don't forget if you would like to submit your own confession you can do that at dadsnet.com forward slash confession or send it to us on social media at the dadsnet or at JK Jason King Coming up next, we've got a little bit of fatherhood therapy. Mm. Fatherhood therapy today is well. It's usually you. Let's be honest. So, have you, uh, what's what's on your mind today? Come on, sit. Take a seat. Have a little sit down in the chaise lounge, and you know. <laughs> I won't do what I said the other week, which was shed your load. Go on, fill your boots, take a load off. Away you go. Well, I don't know, really. You don't know what to say. What's, what's There's been... so much. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I start? No, I don't know, really. This week seems to have been... Well, it's a funny one this week because we... Our car like, completely gave up on us. Okay. And we had a massive, massive price tag on it. Which when you and then and then we were like, okay, well, we think there's a fault with the car, which isn't our fault. So then we had to go to the manufacturer to then say, look, this is like a an error of with with that with the car. So we shouldn't be paying for this. But all the while, this is all happening. You're just kind of in your back of your head thinking, crap. Like, where are we going to find ten thousand pounds? So because it was an engine, wasn't it? Pretty much the engine needs rebuilding. Yeah, exactly. That's what they said. And, um, so, what, so yeah, so you've just got that like hanging over you. So your whole, everything, every conversation you then have with your partner, with your wife, you're like, it's framed in the sense of shit, we need to find 10 grand. And like money is stressful. Like people say, oh, yeah. money doesn't buy happiness and whatever. Right? No, it's, I mean, maybe it doesn't buy happiness, but money worries has to be like the single most impactful stress on life outside of is my kid healthy yeah i agree i totally agree and no yeah you're right it doesn't you know money doesn't buy you happiness blah 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 but then it it does give you choice (laughs) it genuinely does and it gives you stability you know that's the other thing and freedom and freedom and you know and that and and it you, you don't have to worry like removing like i said removing the most stressful part of life outside of your kid's health like i say removing that like Surely that's got to go a long way to making life happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you're talking like Jeff Bezos level for maybe not that. Maybe, maybe there's a bit of middle ground there. But it's, um, but anyway, so we've had that like lingering over us. Um, Where are you? That's... With can, you can you talk about it? Because I remember we, we last chatted and you were going to find out if the dealer was going to take any responsibility. Yeah. We're basically waiting to sit here back from them. Right. To let us know. Um, you know, and it's one of those things where you just kind of feel like if if they turn around and say no, like obviously I'm going to fight back. But then you just think, well, how long is this going to drag out for? Yeah. Um. So we'll see. We will see what happens. Um. So, but that's been quite stressful, and consequently, like every other part of life is then like through a magnifying glass. Yeah, makes everything else seem a lot worse. Like little things, like. Uh, like like on Tuesday, I was supposed to meet a friend. It was the first. This is the first week that we could um, 
go for a meal inside. Yeah. And I'd arranged to just go for breakfast with a, with a friend, and which we haven't done in months and months and months and months and months. And I, the car, I had to then go and get a spare car, which another friend very kindly offered us. They, they've got a, a, work, a work car that no one's using, and they were like, well, you might as well use this. It was really kind of them, but I had to go and pick it up on that morning. Completely forgot about my friend. So he was sat in this, oh, no. in this little calf, just like waiting. I had these looks at my phone as like four missed calls, like a WhatsApp, are you coming? And I just thought, oh God, like how awful yeah. is that? But I completely forgot because I was so consumed with trying to sort out the fact that we've got three children to get to and from school with like, you know, with our car completely busted. Um, But it just makes everything so much more stressful, even like a little thing. So then I felt really bad about that. And then that made me late for a call. And like all these things just add up. Dominoes. Yeah, so it has been quite a stressful week, to be honest. Cars are stressful as well, though. They are. And yeah. I, I always say with cars, that you, there's one of the, you get one or two cars, right? One of two. You either get the one that literally you just change the tyres every 2,000, uh, sorry, every two years or whatever it is, or I don't know what, how, how often you're supposed to change tyres. Yeah. Or you get the one that, that has permanent problems and just doesn't yeah. stop. And fortunately, I've only ever had, I think I've had one of those cars, maybe two, one was, that, in fact, the Jag that I had. I had that old, I bought an old Jag, didn't I? Like mm. a 2008 oh, yeah. um, XF. I mean, literally this car was like, I think it was about four grand. It was, you know. Yeah. And it it, it, it was it genuinely was one owner, all the service history. And this car had been fantastic. The day that I received it was the day that literally everything went wrong. And this was a really good yeah. dealer. I, know, I had someone look around it. And, I know, and then you just think, and then you go, what's next? You are thinking about what's next. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, we had that with the car before this. And I said, when we swapped it, when we got the new, this new car, this is a couple of years ago, the one, so the one before it needed a brand new clutch. Like it just fell out the bottom of the car when we were on the way to the Isle of Wight one time. That was stressful. So then we got that repaired and then we were like, okay, right, well, let's swap it. And then at the time I can remember thinking, well, let's, let's go for a different manufacturer because that one didn't end well, but we didn't change. And then they've got this car and now we're in like another situation, like, like a massive, great big problem with it. So the irony though, is that the car we're talking about that you, you have that manufacturer, it's reliability is usually like amazing. Yeah. Well, so obviously but that particular this, I've been doing car. some research. Well, it's the mo- it's. I think it's been like in the top three popular cars, like for the last ten years. Yeah, like it's just consistent. Like they're everywhere. Like everyone, they're just consistently like everyone buys these cars. And but over the last three years, apparently it has slipped down the rankings Ooh. of reliabilities. And apparently, one in four, twenty five percent, just below twenty five percent, have issues. Really, like twenty five, twenty three point four percent, or whatever it was, of customers have issues with the car and have to go back to their dealers. I'm so gonna... it's it's slipping. Okay, let's have a look at the 25 most unreliable cars. Let's look at the top 10. Do you want to, do we, do we say what the brand of car is we're talking about or not? I think we can do that. Yeah, yeah go definitely. for it. Go, go. Nissan! It's a Nissan. Nissan Qashqai! You wouldn't think that that is... Well, you know. I feel liberated at exposing them. <laughs> right, here we go. Let me have a quick look. Uh, oh, it's one of those ones where you have to keep going. It's a slideshow. Ah, 25 most unreliable cars. Right, first off, ready? Range Rover. Uh, Audi Q2. 
Really? BMW 5? Are these the most unreliable cars? Yeah, they are. It's a BMW in there. Mercedes. Mercedes. BMW. Uh, <laughs> uh, Peugeot. I only have one Peugeot. That went, that went wrong. The air conditioning literally failed. Really? It's going to cost thousands. And then the next but one they, on the list. The new range looked really nice. Jaguar. <laughs> the same car that I had. <laughs> <laughs> Mate. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. Yeah, you're right. It's in there. Yeah, Nissan. Yeah. It's slipped down. I've got the stats. Uh, I can't find where I found it now. Almost 40% had a fault. The majority to do with the battery. Nearly half couldn't be driven, but all of their faults were rectified the same day. Three quarters of work was done under warranty, but a quarter of owners paid bills ranging from £101 to £300. That was for the battery, though, wasn't it? Yeah. But there's a, there's a lot of stuff of talk around um, excessive oil consumption and stuff like this, which, which was our problem. Um, and yeah, it's just gotten more and more unreliable. Ooh. There you go. Avoid, avoid, avoid. Oh, one more. <laughs> uh, petrol, Nissan Qashqai has performed perform slightly worse than diesels. 48% compared with 42%. Battery trouble, is, again. Brake, we have had battery trouble. Brake issues. 6% had brake issues with problems with their engine. The only, upside, the only upside is that half were fixed the same day and three quarters of work was free. So there you go. All right. Yeah, mm. A bit of father therapy. Yeah. Well, keep so, us updated. Let's, we'll update us that on, on next week, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I yeah. can give you an update. Yeah. Um, there you go. I do feel a bit better about that. Yeah, you've got to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Nice, mate. Yeah, you've got nice. to talk about it. Right, what's next? Um, well, coming up coming up next, we are going to be talking about whether or not COVID-19 has made us better dads. And there's some really interesting insights and data to support this. Um, so that's coming up after this. Okay, so... It's an interesting one because obviously the last 18 months has been pretty nightmarish for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people have lost loved ones um, and, you know, lost jobs and financial difficulties. Depression, mental health, you know. Yeah, all of that. All of that. But the majority of dads in a recent survey done by the Fatherhood Institute have said that their relationship with their children has improved, Mm. right? That dads understand their children better and that dads feel closer to their children. Um, 68% of dads did more homeschooling. 74% did more care for their children than normal. Um, Interestingly, 59% did more cooking, laundry and cleaning. Um... 50% 50% plus uh, said uh, said that they're more confident to help their children with their education. Uh, and as a result, 76% now want more flexible working options um, and 63% want to work from home more. So there's this idea that actually because dads have been working from home, they've, you know, saving the commute, which is for some people two or three hours a day, maybe more. You think about the money. Um, well, yeah, and saving all the money. So for so many dads, and uh, and even those dads who've been on furlough, or even those dads who have lost their jobs, they've all been at home mm. spending more time with their kids. And the majority of dads are therefore saying that they feel like they are closer to the kids, they've got a better relationship, better understanding, more in touch with their education. They feel like they're better dads. And so there's this whole, there was this one phrase, someone said, I'm thankful for COVID-19. A little bit of a caveat there, but I'm thankful for COVID-19 because I feel like I'm a better dad as a result. We, he wouldn't have had, he wouldn't have this feeling of 
being better at being a dad if it hadn't have been for COVID-19. Wow. So how do you, how do you square that round hole or whatever the phrase is? Well, I, I genuinely think that because for, for me, it hasn't changed my, because I've been still going into the, the studios. It's not, it's not changed for me at all. There was three months where I was working from home, but I would go as far as saying that working from home in my career was more stressful than working in a radio studio environment. Mm. So it hasn't, it hasn't changed the way that we kind of live. Charlie works from home anyway. She uses this office that I'm in. So it's not, it's not impacting me. I wouldn't say that, no, I wouldn't say that anything is any different, but I do get it. I totally get it. If you are, you know, if you're working from home and you're usually going into an office or you're going into the city or whatever you're doing and you're, you know, you're leaving, you're getting up at half six in the morning and you're leaving for seven o'clock to do the commute and things, but you're not doing that. And you are making sure that you take, you know, healthy breaks. You're having a good lunch. You're having those little times in between and your kids are, been homeschooled well you are you're all there you are seeing day to day i like i said i've said this many times on this podcast i have now i now see what teachers do when it comes to you know teaching my kids what their future and it really really impressed me like noah's teacher really impressed me i thought he was fantastic and the way that he dealt with everything and i think yeah yeah, all of that you do start to understand your kids a little bit more the way they're being taught the way they react to being taught you know the day-to-day stuff yeah i get it i get it and i think it's a fantastic thing i genuinely do so do you think it's okay to say like do you think it's okay to go around and say oh yeah i'm really happy that we had covid because now i'm a better dad yeah but why would you not say that i'll put that to you why would you not say that when that is that is fact are you scared that dads are saying they were crap before well, there is that, 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 you know, I think that they're probably, it, this certainly raises a spotlight on the fact that uh, for centuries even, but certainly decades, dads haven't been as close to their children as they could have been because of work restrictions, which is kind of obvious, I guess. But um, but no, more more so I'm thinking about if I'm you know, you, there's so many people that we're going to, that we, you're going to come across where COVID-19 is going to have such a negative impact on. Yeah. And then, and then how do you, I suppose it's just holding it in, in a sensitive way. But it's like, you know, it, let's say you lost someone from COVID, mm. right? And I'm going, oh God, I'm really happy with COVID because it's made me a much better dad and I feel much more happy in myself and, you know, my relationship with my kids, like we've had some really good quality time, all this kind of stuff. And then going, hang on a minute, I've just lost my grandma or whatever. There's, it's, it feels like there's a real conflict between being able to say the good things from a really bad situation. Yeah, no, I get that. Well, you just have to, you probably have to be a little bit sensitive. If you, I mean, if you're someone that says, hey, no, COVID's been brilliant for me. I'm, I'm a much better dad. Well, you're quite yeah. an insensitive person if you're saying that in front of someone who you know has lost someone to, from COVID. Yeah. You know, yeah, of course, that's, yeah. that's it. But I think, no, but I do think, I think it's, I think it's genuinely a wonderful thing. And also remember, it's a bit like, okay, so usually these, these people that have worked so hard, men and women, who only see their kids at weekends, you've got two days to have quality time with your kids, just two days. Mm-hmm which is sad when you think about it. It's really sad when they're at school and stuff. It's a bit like, isn't it, like um, a striker. You've got the world's greatest striker and he only plays once every month because he's injured. You know what I mean? It's going to take him time to get back into the swing of being a a footballer. Well, I think it's similar to for a dad. If you're only spending two days with your kids a week, but now you're spending seven days a week with them and you're seeing them all the time, well, you you are going to become more 
dad. <laughs> you are going to yeah. know your kids more. You are going to, you know, you're going to see what they do more. You're going to fall in love with them even more. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what's going to happen. And I think it's, I think it's lovely. And I hope those dads that have said that then continue to, to well, find that the challenge. <clears throat> this is the challenge, isn't it? Like now, you know, now to have that and then it being taken away from you is going to be a big deal for a lot of dads you know if they're requesting for more flexible working or being able to work from home a little bit more and then all of a sudden they can't because work says no then that's going to be a big that's going to be a big problem um i'm also wondering where the mums have been sitting on this little gem of a secret for years under this notion of you know the stereotype that i mean you know statistically speaking more dads go to work and more mums stay at home and look after the kids but do you think like there's this secret where mums are going, this is really good. <laughs> I, you, you don't see the WhatsApps that I get while I'm at work. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's what I mean. Do you think she's just saying that? But actually mums everywhere are going, let's, let's paint this out to be a nightmare so that we dad stay at work and we can stay home loving the kids. I, do you know what? I think regardless <laughs> if you're a stay at home mum or a stay at home dad, there are times where the kids do your absolute facing. But if you can, if you're lucky enough to be in a relationship where one person works and you you can stay at home you have that luxury well i think it's a fantastic thing isn't it it's for you to be there for your kids in their in their younger years it's a luxury it's a really lovely luxury and if you can have that then that is brilliant but this goes back to what you were talking earlier about money troubles and money being you know money money is a trouble you know it is worrying you know that you can really get you know it can eat up at you but i there's there's a couple of people i've spoken to now that are genuinely changing their lives because of COVID because of the time they've spent and they're looking to move further out. There's a guy on our street who works in an electrical store. He's been there for years. I mean, like probably 20 years and he's having a closing down. So, so I went in, I actually bought a TV off him. It was a secondhand TV, which was in the window. And one of two things, we needed a TV and I thought, screw it. I'm not going to buy one off Amazon or Amazon, you know, warehouse, get a used one. I'm going to buy it from him. So that's what I did. And I said to him, I said, why, why are you leaving after all these years? And he's like, I've had enough. I'm, I'm just, I'm done. I'm done with COVID and I'm, I'm moving away. I'm like, well, where are you moving? Expecting him to say, I'm going to Cornwall or I'm going wherever, you know, I'm, I'm based in Mm. South, South East London. And he said, "Uh, I'm going to Indonesia. So he's he's literally having a change. He's going to Indonesia and just, that's it. He's had enough. He wants more of a quality of life and he wants to do more stuff. And I think I love that. I love that idea. I really do. Yeah. Well, maybe one day, mate. Maybe one day. Right. Uh, should we move on? The partners. That's, what, that's the problem. <laughs> um, yeah, let's. Um, so you've got some new tech? Uh, ish. Don't tell your mum. So tech today's a weird one. I'm actually giving you my top three wish list. So these are things that I want to review soon, whether that whether someone kindly sends them to me or I have to buy them. So uh, I'm going to go in in order. So what I want first, I want I'd love to review the Canon 5D Mark IV, which I mm, which I yes. think is one of the greatest cameras. I'm a massive Panasonic GH5 guy. I'm, you know, I do video, I'm a videographer as well, and I love the GH5, but I would still like to have a play with the 5D. The 5D Mark IV would love to, I just, I just would. So that's on the wish list. 
the uh, the new Sony WH-1000XM4 noise-cancelling headphones. Now, we're doing this over FaceTime. I can see you've got the Bose. Are they the quiet, what are they called? Th- uh, what, 35s? God, you need some... No new, idea, but they're very old. You need some new pads. Bose, without doubt, have done the... They're the, the, the best noise-cancelling technology. We know that. I remember we... We reviewed the Amazon earbuds, their in-ears, and they've got yeah. Bose technology, which is the noise cancelling, which are great, but the buds weren't that good. The uh, Sony, the Sony uh, noise cancelling, they've got 360 reality audio. If you have Tidal, this the music service, they have masters, so you can actually hear songs as they were originally made, and they do surround 360 audio. And I know you think probably makes no difference. Uh, my friend at work's got these. They are incredible. So I'd love to do a full review of that. And I can confirm that there will be a guaranteed review of the new DJI Mini 2 drone. You can call it the Mavic Mini 2 or whatever, but I have got this. So I bought a used one and I've just, and also the reason I bought a a, a Mini is because there are no restrictions. So obviously there are always restrictions, but you don't need a license for that's a loophole isn't it well it's tiny i mean it's literally tiny not your loophole but that's a loophole in the in the regulations well look i'll I'll go into it a little bit more but as far as i know you know there aren't obviously there's always restrictions there are airspace restrictions depending on how how high you go and where you are let's let's fly it over this raf base but if obviously (laughs) as long as you're not stupid and you check it then but no the thing is they've actually got you you go into the phone app you hit maps and there's another info thing and you can it'll tell you where all the restrictions are where you are it's really, really clever. So we will good, yeah. we will do that. I've, I've actually got it, but I haven't used it yet. So as soon as I've used it, there will be a review on the DJI Mini 2 drone. Which nice. Coming in summer. Everyone loves a drone. Mate, I can't wait. I can't wait. They panic me Jen drones. Jen is still busting my balls because I bought a drone and hardly ever used it. No, that's <laughs> Which drone have you got? Mavic. Have you got the Mavic? You've got the Mavic Pro and you never use it. Yeah. Well, I have used it. Once. No, like, I, you, you could count the times I've used it on both hands. <laughs> but that, that is apparently not enough to justify £800 four years ago. No, it's not. It's not. It absolutely isn't. And this was used, so I think I got this for about 300 yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go, yeah. It was like £80 a use. No. <laughs> Jen's like, was that £80 good, was it? I got <laughs> Have two. you just had £80 worth of fun? Do you remember, I got the Mavic. So I got the original Mavic, which I bought, which I think yeah. was about 900 quid, And I had the Phantom, the Pro, the Phantom Pro, I think that's about three grand's worth. Fortunately, mm. fortunately, managed to sell them both for pretty much the same price that I got because yeah. I just decided I'd never use them. So thankfully, that was, yeah, because I would have got a bit of feedback on that one as well. Uh, right, <laughs> so we're done then, yeah? <laughs> we are done. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Don't Tell Your Mum. Uh, please make sure you rate us, review us, give us five stars share it with your mates um, and download and subscribe and everything else goodbye <laughs> I'm useless at those bits. yeah Why you really are should we, get, should we get a voiceover to do that <laughs> yeah why don't yeah. we record He's you doing it because <laughs> <laughs> then it'll still be shit <laughs>